Welcome to Changing the Sales Game podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, thanks so much for joining us this week. Now, as you tune in weekly, I really do hope that you feel my passion and this idea that sales has to be icky, sleazy, manipulative, or create that that feeling of icky sleaze and manipulation, we need to stop it. We really need to start thinking about sales from this place of love, care, and respect. And to help you with that little shift in mindset, I have a free gift for you. It's my communication style assessment, which gives you a report that just spotlights your natural communication superpowers. You also get the report that spotlights your blind spot, which is usually even more helpful. Uh, so go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA, my gift to you. I do hope that information helps you. Now, my motivational quote today is by Jonathan Perlman, and he says, content is king, but distribution is queen, and she wears the pants. Now, I know I sound like a broken record because I've said this before, but I have to repeat it. Sales and marketing are two very different things. Now, from my perspective, uh, marketing opens the door, gets attention, begins to build that whole like, no trust factor, right? That our clients need to feel with us. Then comes the sales conversation, which speaks to the communication, the live communication flow of the sales plot. Uh, process. What are your follow-up protocols, products and service deliverables? How are you doing that? Building rapport and trust, accountability, and all of those other things, right, are part of that sales piece. So marketing and sales alone, they just can't grow a business, right? So we need the operations, cash flow. We need to look at financials, all of the deliverables, receivables, inventory control, the list goes on. Um, For us to have that type of growth, we have to have all of the pieces of the puzzle. So today, we're really going to dig in on the marketing piece and how to build our client connections. Now, over the last three decades, my wonderful guest and award-winning business coach, Melita Campbell, has noticed two things. Number one, that the best marketing is simple and significant. And the other is that small business owners actually have a distinct advantage over their corporate cousins when it comes to achieving this. Now, today's episode, she's going to share how small business owners can use this advantage to start working with more of their dream clients and deepen those positive impact that they're having on the world. Now, Melita is super passionate about helping coaches to master their marketing so they can have a bigger impact on the world. And she's also the best-selling author author of a shy girl's guide to networking that would that she I was not her avatar for that clearly uh so her book is a shy girl's guide to uh, networking and she also hosts hosts a podcast called driven female entrepreneur so make sure to check that out Melita thank you so much for being on the show I I just love spending time with you and I think we have just some really good conversations so thanks for being on likewise I'm really excited to to really dig in as you say we've had some great conversations around this in the past yeah, we're in groups together, right? So Melita and I, we kind of can't get rid of each other, which I love. I'm cool with, right? Melita, it's good to meet like-minded people that we can have these um, just really good conversations and kind of get to the meat of, and in this case, marketing. So like I said, sales and marketing are two different things. Talk to us and describe for us, how do you see, um, or how would you describe marketing? Yeah, great question. Because I think a lot of people see marketing as 
really about the promotion of the business or the product or the offer. And that is, of course, a big part of marketing, but it's it's only a part of it. Really, the, the way you um, the way you approach your clients, the way you look, your pricing, the way you look after clients over time, all of this counts as well. So I really see marketing as putting client understanding at the heart of every decision you make in your business. And you, as you say, sales and marketing are different. I really believe they should dance together and, and, and collaborate on, on having that really beautiful, seamless journey and creating a, a meaningful experience start to finish uh, for clients. And, and here's, here's the thing, and I'm going to use an example, right? Uh, Melita and I have the same coach. And so last year I rebranded from Whitman and Associates to changing the sales game, because that's really what I'm all about, right? Changing the sales game, now creating a membership. So you want to stay in that branding kind of vibe. So we're calling it all-star uh, all-star membership site, right? So all of these pieces of the puzzle or the marketing piece, right? That the, the logo, the imagery, the colors, that's all the marketing, but it has to be consistent with me and who I am and how I deliver and what my business is all about, right? So that's the two pieces, but that in and of itself, right? And I know you're creating a membership, which we're going to uh, talk about later too, Melita, but just because we created it doesn't mean People are going to run and join it, right? We have to have that marketing piece. They have to be able to check us out, have conversations, touch us, feel us, not literally, right? But that touchy-feely uh, kind of thing to decide whether to buy from us or not. And that's where the marketing and the sales comes in. And I agree. I think they're doing a dance constantly um, and, and supporting and reiterating and, and just really creating the right vibration that we want for our business and for our messaging. So I, I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah, and I think you highlighted something quite interesting there about marketing and and sales and everything to do with business is that you are now regrouping your 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 brand and your business around what you've learned from your clients. So you're putting that client understanding at the heart of your decision and that pivoting. But it didn't mean your business wasn't working before. But we are all uh, evolving, and I think marketing is something that you have to stay in touch with consistently and really make those little tweaks bring in that understanding that feedback and and keep growing and it it takes courage to do that because you think oh i'm going to change it means that it wasn't good before and it, it doesn't it just means you're getting better and clearer and stronger all the time so yeah so i think it's great and you're just this perfect example of how marketing flows over time yeah, and, and my business is still my business. My model is my model. I'm working with small business owners now as well as corporate clients, right? That COVID, that was my pivot for me. Um, but changing this, and it's funny because even my corporate clients, you know, I've, I've rebranded to changing this, the sales game and they go, oh, that is you. Yes, yes, yes. You're helping us change the sales game, right? So I giggle because it's it's the right message. It's it's the essence of who I am, right? So that's that marriage that, but people know me to know that changing the sales game was the right choice. Right, Melita? Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And it can take time to discover that essence. Um, and also trends and things change over time. So there was a time when branding under your, your own name or having something that sounded quite corporate and official, obviously, if you're working with corporates, that, that, that meant something. But now your business has changed and it means something else to you and to your clients. And so you're, you're kind of regrouping under that. And I think that's great. Yeah, time, 
everything changes. You got you. I do believe staying relevant is really critical. It, it, not only as a business person, Melita, but even if my for my corporate people that follow the show, um, you know, you want to stay relevant relevant as it relates to your career and your career growth, growth, right? So reiteration, I think, is just part of life and marketing and sales, right? That reiteration, they kind of are married and go together. Do you find? I mean, I know I find this personally, but I'm going to ask you from your perspective with your clients. You know, marketing, I think sometimes uh, business owners, especially like myself, that it becomes super overwhelming. Why do you think that is? And do you do you see that or I'm, am I just you know crazy? <laughs> oh, no, I think most people find it overwhelming. <laughs> um, I think there's a few reasons behind that. You know, not many people, particularly when if you're a small business owner and you have to do everything, you know, not many people have those marketing skills. And if they've been in, even if they've been in corporate and they've had some exposure to marketing, usually they would have had a process already in place. They would have had the team and resources and a budget. And so everything was a lot easier when you have to do it all for yourself. And then all of a sudden you're selling yourself on top of that. You know, there's a whole nother game. So I think it's overwhelming when, because they just, it feels so big. And um, the other thing is that, it, they quite often these small business owners look to what's working and they're looking to bigger companies and they're trying to copy that. So they dive straight in with expensive ads. They dive straight. I have to have a website and all these big, huge projects that are very uh, complex and expensive when in fact they, they don't need that at all. All they need is that personal connection, meaning with their clients. And I think they miss part of the initial part of the puzzle, which is really who are they? What's their vision? What's their purpose? Who are they exactly working with? What is their offer? And without all of that understanding, that clarity, everything else then becomes difficult. And when you don't have clarity, that's when you have the overwhelm. And overwhelm doesn't always come from having too much to do. It comes from just not knowing what to do next. And without those foundational pieces in, it gets really difficult to know, well, where do I go? I, I need to communicate this, but who am I communicating it to? And what exactly is this? You know, there's too many question marks. And I think that's where the overwhelm comes in. It's funny. I'll share just a really funny story. So year, this is years ago when social media really, because remember, I've been in business 20 years and I didn't have a website 20 years ago. It, nobody even asked for it. It wasn't a thing, right? Everything was live, networking, everything was live, getting referrals, all of those kinds of things. Not that that's changed much. I still see that today, but we didn't need a website. Well, fast forward. Um, all of a sudden, I said to my husband, you know, there was a locally at the library, they had a social media expert come and talk. And I think SCORE was the one that was, um, it's just an organization that kind of helps small business owners, at least locally in the United States. So I said to my husband, will you come with me? Two heads are better than one. You might hear something I don't, but I don't know anything about this social media stuff. So they hand out, it's really, this is very funny, Malia. This is This is my level of marketing expertise, right? So they give us a handout and I'm taking notes and I'm taking notes. We get in the car and my husband says, wow, I'm so excited that you, you know, I saw you taking so many notes that you got so much from it. And I almost burst into tears and he goes, what's the matter? I said, they kept using the word hashtag. I don't even know what that means. So I kept putting stars next to hashtag. So when we get home, I have to Google it because I don't know what a hashtag is. And he says to me, it's the tic-tac-toe sign. I go, well, why did they just say that? Right. So it was this whole overwhelm, like at the highest level, but it really, and this is the thing, Melita, why I know sales and marketing are two different things. 
it was like a foreign language to me. I felt really um, inferior. I felt stupid. I like all of these emotions, right? As a business owner. And I'm thinking, how have I survived this long? I don't even know what a hashtag is, right? So I think the overwhelm comes from, it's not our zone of genius, right? It's definitely not my zone of genius and hiring other people. And this is, this is, um, I want to talk about keeping marketing simple, but before I do, finding someone like you was really hard because I didn't know where to look, if that makes sense. So as I'm networking, everybody does, oh, marketing expert. I'm a marketing expert. Well, to me, that's overwhelming because I don't know what that means because I hear you need copy and you need email campaigns and you need hashtags for your Twitter and you need this and you need that. And I, and it, it's literally like a foreign language. So how do we, how do we business owners find the right match of a marketing person like you or marketing exec? Like where were you 10 years ago in my life? <laughs> <I'm> still- <laughs> um, you know, it, that's just such a great point. And and I see it with a lot of the conversations I have, which is really part of what, why I've launched the membership is, you know, I, oh, I'm launching my business. I found this company. They'll do my marketing for me. They're going to cost me $10,000. They'll do all, then they're going to do Google ads. It's like, well, what's your message? Who are you targeting? What's your offer? And they don't have any of that in place. And they didn't realize that this marketing company wasn't magically going to do that for them. So I said, they can only market you once you have a business that's working and a message that's really resonating with people. So I would keep things really, really simple. Don't even think about marketing. And I've had lots of conversations with other marketing consultants and experts, and they all agree just don't market your business until you've had a few clients and your first clients will come from your network. So I love that you brought that up. You know, net, your, your first clients are usually close to you because you you are your an expert in what you're doing. And other people are either close to you because they have a similar uh, uh, similar um, ex- level of expertise in, in that same field. Or they are people who are really interested in that and they're following you for the, for the information. So as soon as you say oh, I'm now offering this, you'll then you find your first clients. And I've launched three businesses that way. And the first business, I just had lunch with someone and said, well, maybe I could do this. And she's like, oh, I know someone that wants that. I have my first client who turned out to be like worth $300,000 over a five-year period. So, and then I had many clients after that. And they all, my first business, all my clients came from my network. And even though I'm a marketing expert, I didn't have, I had a website, but it was just one page with a picture and, a, and like five bullet points and a, and a link to my email and phone number. So, you know, I didn't have anything. I didn't need anything complicated. And I think you still don't need anything complicated. But until you've worked with your first two clients, you don't really know what you're about. You don't really know how your offer comes off with people, what they really value in what you do. And so I think don't jump in with your marketing too soon. Just Take your time, find those first few clients, just speak to your network, tell them what you're doing. You'll find those clients, I promise. Um, And that's when you can start thinking, okay, well, this is great. Is this really what I want to be doing? Are these really the kind of people that I want to be working with? And that's the point where you can start to dig in and really understand what you're about and what you want to mean for other people and what they need you for. And then where those two worlds cross over, that's where you build out your, your messaging and your marketing. And then you'll know, okay, well, I want to work with these people and create this experience. 
and that makes perfect sense on Facebook or that makes perfect sense on like by through networking and public speaking or whatever it means you know it's only when you know who you're working with and you've worked with some of them that you'll know what makes sense yeah and it's it agree and it's funny because again my corporate clients for 20 years COVID hit and all of a sudden I'm networking with small business owners and they're saying to me can you help me with my sales? You know, they would hear me speak or something and say, uh, I think I have that blind spot. Can you, you know, can we talk? It never dawned on me, Melita, prior to COVID because I did everything live with my corporate clients and, and they kept me busy and the pay was good. And, you know, who had time to network in this whole different venue for me? And then COVID came and everything stopped. So there, it, that was the blessing, right? I, I always see, try to find the silver lining. So for me, that was a blessing because it exposed me to this whole new world. Never thought about it because no one had ever asked me as a small business owner because I just wasn't playing there to say, I think I need your help, right? So that's another thing. Be aware of where you do belong and where you don't belong and keep, keep an open mind at what those opportunities are. Because easily I could have said when I started now, oh, no, no, oh, I don't work with small businesses. Oh, I only work with corporate. I could have said that, but I, I'm open-minded and I thought, oh yeah, I definitely could help you. I, I know I can help you. Yeah. A couple of weeks I could get you, you know, making an extra 10 grand a month or whatever. Right. So depending on who the client is, I could easily see their deficit because I'm good at sales, but don't ask me if your if your marketing messaging is good, I'd be like, I have no idea. So again, this is this dilemma, I think, that we business owners find themselves in. And the other thing too, Melita, and I know you don't do this, and this is why I really like you and I like how you run your business. I'm, I, I see marketing propaganda. I'm going to use the word propaganda. I don't know if that's the right word, but through emails. And it's like, you don't have to sell anymore. Just have a good marketing campaign. And I think that's ridiculous. I think marketing helps us. I need marketing. It helps me open doors to small business owners, but I still have to get on the call with those small business owners to say, am I a match for you? I don't know through an email campaign, if you're the right match for me or I'm the right match for you. So that this propaganda of you don't need to sell is really, really uh, creating, I think, a lot of blind spots for business owners, and they're leaving money on the table. And I know you and I philosophically agree that they're a marriage, they're a dance, but they're, they're still separate things that just have to work in harmony. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to always ha- keep that door open and that invitation there for people invisible. You know, yep. they won't book a call if you don't ask them to. So you have That's to right. do the marketing. So as you say, you're building that know, like, and trust. You're building the credibility because if they don't know who you are, they're not going to hop straight on a call, particularly if you're in something like coaching, because that's quite a, a big step, right? They have to come on a call and say, I'm failing at something. And yes. that's not very natural for people if they don't know who you are to be that vulnerable. So we have to recognize that marketing is a journey. It's an experience. And we have to build that trust by giving first and and making sure that we're showing that we we understand, we care. And, and I love the concept of being their champion to, to let them know, you know, it's okay that you're struggling with this. It's It's fine, but you don't don't stay struggling. Come over here. Let, let's sort this out for you so that they know that you understand them. You care about helping them and you do have those solutions. And then the next step is like, well, let's take you. Let's have take this offline and, and have that conversation, because that's where that's where the clients come from, the conversations. Right. And that's the big part of the sales part. So. So, yeah, they have to all feed in. Have to fit. Yeah. And it's funny because you're right. I think 
for people to hire you or people to hire me, something isn't working. I don't know that we always, they always know, like, I don't always know unless I talk to a marketing expert, what's missing on my marketing, great messaging. So we have to talk to the experts, but it's funny because they get, I find people get defensive and not that I put them on the defensive, but they'll say uh, like, they'll meet me and they'll say, you know, like a small, uh, small group when, when they, when you zoom and they do breakouts and, oh, I'm really good at sales. Immediately, I think, are you <laughs> like for you to say that to me, there's something there, but I don't push. And I say, well, okay, you know, I hope my information was helpful. And, you know, I'm pretty, pretty light touch with things. And I know you probably hear the same thing. Oh, my marketing's really good. And you think, is it really good? <laughs> I yeah. I, yeah, I hear that all the time. Oh, I don't have a problem with my marketing. And I just click through to one of their social media pro- platforms. It's like, no mention of them having any kind of business or you know it's just a picture of them and their kids you know or the, the worst them and their friends you're like which one are you <laughs> there is nothing on to support the fact that they even have a business so they're just like this big secret thing yeah that's really a problem particularly when they say oh i get all my clients from social media and then you check them out and they're just pretty much invisible like, how it's <laughs> It's a blind spot. And that's, that's why I have a coach. That's why you have a coach, right? Because we all have blind spots and we can't know everything about everything, especially as it relates to business, right? I, I have another question. What do you think, or what would you recommend? Or when you work with your clients, you mentioned that your own website was kind of simple, right? It was one page, had an image, had five bullets, bam, that was it. Um, and then here, contact me if you want more info. What would be like a simple marketing um, place to start for people listening, thinking, oh, I'm kind of liking this. I'm feeling a little more comfortable with marketing. Where should they start? So I think you, you really need to go back to the beginning and you just know what you're offering. So the very first thing is just to say, you know, changing the sales game. It's very clear. They land on your website. They know instantly what you're all about. Um, if you have a business like mine, it's my name. I was trying to find a, a unique name and I was trying all these different things. And then I thought, actually, there it, I'm the only Melita Campbell out there. So let's go with that. But then I have to explain what I'm, what I do. So it's, you know, really like business coaching, then helping you simplify your marketing so you can amplify your, your impact, you know, really just telling them in a nutshell, don't get clever, don't get smart, just tell them what it is, tell them what it is you do, because particularly if you're doing a website or, you know, not so much on social media, but on a website, you don't browse a website like you do with a magazine or anything else. You go, you're on a mission. You want to know and you want every page you land on to be that perfect solution. Okay. Um, so tell them and always think of your website homepage. I like to think of it as a as a reception desk, not a shop window. So you really welcome them in. Hey, you're in the right place. Great to see you. We've been waiting for you. Go over here. That's where you're going to get what you want. Um, and just be really clear and just think from that point of view. If someone's come to your website thinking, I, I, I don't, I'm struggling with my sales. I need to find someone who can help me. Then tell them, this is what I do. This is how I help you. And then they're going to feel like, well, is this someone that I feel comfortable with? So you're going to well, introduce yourself, put on that social proof so they know that other people have got results with you. And you bit by bit, you just take them on this nice little journey. So just think about what's the next natural tiny step they need to take to, to enter your world. So what's going to make them feel safe and give them the knowledge that they need and understanding that they're in the right place and you can help them. So I would, my advice would just be break it down into those tiny steps and, and think through what that journey would be for your clients. 
Yeah. And, and the tiny steps get us where we're going. It's really, you know, look at your own life. It's not giant steps that get us there. It's these little baby steps. And then you look back and you think, whoa, I did all of that this year, this quarter, you know, whatever it might be. And we don't stop to really evaluate where we've been, but it's usually baby steps that get us where we're going or where our objective is. You said um, in, in my intro, some of the information you sent me that you believe in simple marketing, simple and significant. What define that for me? Because I get the simple, I, what you said, little baby steps, be very clear on the landing page. It's your, 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 um, uh, you're at the, uh, the desk, right? You walk into someone and you're at the reception desk, right? And then here's what you need. Here are the tabs to take you for the information you're looking for, coaching, marketing, whatever it might be. How do you make it significant though, and keep it simple at the same time? Like to me, those two words almost don't belong together. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I totally hear you because significant, you're suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, we're right back to overwhelm. <laughs> but what I mean by that is marketing that means something. You know, you as a company, you started your business for a reason. You, you were, if you took that big step to actually put yourself out there and launch something, there's, there's a drive behind there. There's a real passion. So what is that? What is the change you want to make in the world? And how can you use your marketing to already help start making that change so maybe it's a shift in people's understanding of uh what's available to them i know there's people out there helping people understand their their health in different ways for example so helping people make these better decisions in their life that's significant it doesn't mean that your marketing has to be like complex and overwhelming but it means if it's simple then that's going to have that significance or even more i had one client for example and she uh, she educates children on how to read and write in English. So where I live in Switzerland, it's French speaking. And so her whole product was for the the, the kids, but her clients were the parents. Yeah. So we dug into well, what's significant for the parents. And we noticed that, you know, parents are really struggling to, well, how do I manage all this stuff? How do I raise kids who are happy and confident? How do I help them with their reading and writing at home and what's my role in here and you know they they were really concerned about that so we stopped her all of her advertising which wasn't working and costing her a fortune to having parenting uh events once a month she puts on coffee tea uh croissant for everybody and she invites a parenting expert so that's significant but it's super simple you know it's two and a half hours out of her month for the marketing and she had been uh, making a loss for two years and then all of a sudden she started to break even then she was in profit six months after we worked together she was opening a second school because she'd made her marketing significant they could see that she cared beyond the classroom and she was all about co-creating uh the, the experience for, for kids so they loved learning and they learned to control that and so she was like really in introducing her the parents into that world too so they could experience what her her brand and her caring meant so it was really significant it meant an awful lot to the clients but it was very yeah. simple and super cheap you know and she enjoyed it she loved it so that's what I think significant has to be and it has to be something that you really enjoy and if otherwise you won't do it on a consistent basis and as we're saying you know you have to stay in the game over the long term you know with sales, people don't, well, sometimes, but rarely they'll say, yep, I'm in straight away. You know, it's, you have to nurture them. You have to really 
warm them up to get them to that sale as well. So you know, playing that role, adding value to their life, helping them with other parts of their life that may not even be directly linked to what you do. Uh, that's where you can make the difference. And what a great story. And here you have this person that has a passion and kids for me, right? It's always about the kids that I think that we um, like, what are we leaving them? <laughs> you know, me as an adult now with kids. And I, this is such a gift that she has to be able to teach right? English and writing and all of that to these kids who, um, you know, speak, speak French because culturally that's where they live. You have this beautiful gift, yet she was marketing it badly. And again, maybe badly is the wrong word, but she was missing the mark and she was hiding her gifts, which is, is a tragedy. So that's the importance of the marketing. If we're not clear on who we can help and how we can do it. And really in that case, who was the decision maker? The parent, not the child, right? The child doesn't know that they need to write in English or whatever it might be. So again, I think when we have our marketing messaging off, we're not enjoying it, right? It becomes this overwhelm. We're not bringing our gifts to the market. Shame on us. So this is the importance of the marketing uh, messaging. What a great story. I love it. Inexpensive, simple, yet very significant. That was such a good example. Thank you for that, Melita. Yeah. And I have a corporate example as well for any corporate listeners. And I actually won an award for this one. So we were, I was walking, working in a corporate private bank, one of the largest in Switzerland at the time, (laughs) all changed now. Um, And they were relaunching their brand, completely relaunching their brand. And that what they'd done is brought in an expensive consultancy and they're like, oh yes, we're going to do this, that and the other. And at the time I was focused on communication and working in internal sort of marketing and I, I just stepped in and said, no, we, you can't do any of that. It's meaningless. It's just throwing money down the drain. Nobody cares. Our big opportunity here is to bring in our, our natural ambassadors, everyone internally, and bring them in and make them our ambassadors and bring, make them our campaign. And the, the board were loved the idea. And of course, it was like next to no, I think we saved 300,000 uh swiss francs doing it my way instead of the way the consultancy were proposing and so we we did that we just brought out lots of materials to help the the internal staff understand that they were the brand we were we weren't going outside we weren't doing all of this stuff we were representing them in a different way and that was really important but we could only achieve it with them on board so we did this bit by bit journey over i think it was two months we every other day we had a little activity for them to do something that introduced them to the brand. Uh, we had forums where they could come and share their ideas, and we integrated them and showed them where why why we did or we didn't. And then the day it launched, it was amazing. Instead of clients ringing up saying what because the the new branding was sparkly light blue, <laughs> which is first was private bank that was really quite out there. Um, so instead of the client saying what is what's this thing you sent me, the 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 um, the relationship managers were able to answer like oh we are so pleased you've called we're really proud of this this is what it represents it's it's really about how I'm going to support your relationship uh, our relationship going forward how the whole bank is behind you and making a difference and so it was it was beautiful and it worked amazingly and these things usually like fizzle out and and don't succeed but this one was hugely successful so yeah we won an award for that but another example of how your marketing can be simple and significant and save you a fortune in the process 
See, but that's the thing. You have to bring someone in who knows what questions to ask to say, whoa, 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 that's you so don't need that. This is all you need. Right. So that's being an integrity, too, instead of trying to go. That's my whole world. Right. Stop trying to sell for the dollar or the commission or whatever it is. Right. The revenue and really, really look at the client from a, a needs standpoint. And then they hire you back, you know, the client when you, especially on the, but on both corporate and small business side, you get hired back because you're delivering for them. You're helping them with their return on investment. And in your case, not only was it the return on the investment, there was return on time. You had engagement from the employees. You were building a culture, a corporate culture that was dynamic and living. And all of these things, right, are super important important on the business side, as well as on the corporate side. Two great examples. Thank you for that. That's amazing. Amazing. We're, we're almost out of time, but I do want to spotlight your book. I love it. A Shy Girl's Guide to Networking. You notice in my intro, Valida, I said that wasn't written about me. <laughs> I'm not a shy girl, but I really, I hear this all the time. I'm introverted. I can never be good at sales. And that's really the furthest, furthest thing from the truth. You don't have to be like me or like Melita, right, to be successful in sales or, or in marketing. Um, you know, that's Melita's zone of genius. But I, talk to us about A Shy Girl's Guide to Networking. What everybody should buy it if you're shy, please run, buy it. But what is the big advantage of them reading this book? What's the big, big help from you? Yeah, so when I moved, so I'm, you can probably tell from my accent, I grew up in the UK, I lived in London for uh, 15 years before moving here to Switzerland. And I was, grew up labeled a shy girl, I was pretty shy and quiet, I had my group of friends, and I was fine with them. Um, but I wouldn't really put myself out there necessarily. And I certainly didn't go networking. Then I came to Switzerland and of course I didn't know anyone, didn't have any friends and I didn't know any anyone like socially in the corporate world. So I had to get out there and network and I hated it. I did everything wrong. So I bought a whole heap of books to help me learn the skills, but uh, the books were great. They did give me skills. That I still learn to this day, uh, use rather. But what they didn't do, they didn't help me with this fear of, I, I just feel so out of place. I don't feel like I belong here. I feel really drained. Um, it just was a very uncomfortable experience for me. So I took a step back and at a leadership event, we were going to, um, we were asked to do some self-coaching on a problem we have. And so I used networking and I developed my own rules for success and my own rules for engagement. And I created what became known as the victory formula, which I spell out in the book exactly how to achieve that for yourself. Because I think it's, it's really how to shift your mindset around not just networking, but anything you struggle with to make it okay for you to really decide, well, what are my skills? What are my strengths? How do I want to do this? What's the kind of brand I want to leave with people with and really design your own methodology. And as soon as I did that, almost instantly, my results changed. I felt so much more confident. And then people started noticing and asking me to speak on that topic. And I just met so many people with the same struggles. And I was like, oh, I've been there. I can, And I just really loved helping them sharing my formula with them and what I've learned along the way so the book is full of the first part is that that mindset piece the victory formula so you can create your own rules and then the second part is all about what you do before during and after an event to make it successful and what you do before and after is really the most important part you almost don't even need to show up for the event it's fun to do that but you know if you do that well then everything falls into place and the before and after part are the bits that introverts do extremely well because it's all about the thinking ahead deep reflection 
really uh, right. creating and being prepared. And we love that kind of thing. And then it helps us manage our energy on the day as well. So it's it's really a complete guide. But it's quite funny. I get a lot of uh, messages from extroverts and men saying, why did you call it the Shy Girls Guide to Networking? I really loved this. <laughs> so I think everybody can can take something away from it. But it was really to fill that gap of how do you feel comfortable and start really enjoying networking if you feel really awkward at it right now. Because I think Mark, uh, networking is just the most powerful skill you can have for your business. It, okay. it's, it helps in so many different ways. So I really want more people to, to enjoy it. And networking is on speed right now because of Zoom that we could, uh, like I think yesterday, I was on Zoom for six hours and, you know, it was coaching me. I mean, it was a multiple, multiple of things, but it was also networking to networking uh, things that I was participating in. So it's networking. We are on speed right now. So it, I, I, let me ask you this, and I know we're out of time, but for the introvert is Zoom. I would imagine Zoom has become a little bit easier uh, from a navigational perspective, because you're not front and center, you know, you're kind of in this group. Um, do you think it's become easier with Zoom? I think so. Um, it, it does have that sort of barrier. So you're one step removed from people. So and there is always that option. If you feel really awkward, you can just turn your camera off. Or plus, you don't have all the, the extra stuff. So it's, you know, with with introverts, yeah. it's really a matter of um managing our energy so anything yeah. that's novel or new um is is draining for us so with zoom as long as we manage it and don't do six hours back to back um i think we would just like wilt completely um but if you can manage your time around that and and you know you as soon as you finish you can go and rest and read a book or whatever or take a walk whatever it takes for you to recuperate and recharge your batteries so i think yeah it, it can be a good thing as well but also i see a lot of people quite nervous or how do I introduce myself on Zoom? Well, this is different, you know, and it's, it's a bit more formal. So uh, I've introduced some networking uh, events where we we do micro breakout rooms, just two people, and they have a specific thing to talk about and just for five minutes. Um, and the introverts in the group are loving that. And the extroverts are enjoying it too because it's keeping them focused. <laughs> they, they can't go on for 20 minutes like, oh, no, I have to actually think about well, what do I want to say here? And they're, they're actually enjoying that part too. Yeah, it's interesting. When I first started working with business owners, <clears throat> one of the things, because oftentimes in, in Zoom, they say, hey, just put your quick bio um, and your contact information in the chat. Make sure you save the chat at the end and then you could connect with people later. And I and so then I would be like, oh, that's that's a pretty good idea. Right. Initially with Zoom then people were putting paragraphs in on what they do or when they go around the room, they say, take 30 seconds and just share what you do really quick. And you have a room full of people. And, you know, the first three people would take 15 minutes. It was, so the, shame on the moderator, right? If you're the moderator in these, these events, you have to be in control and cut people off, unfortunately. But it was, I realized as I started talking to potential clients, you know, they, they would talk about Zoom and, and just what you're saying, a little bit uncomfortable and I'm not sure what to say. And I believe that when you're on Zoom, you should have a 17 word little bio. So people and what, what's the hook, right? Or the compelling reason for them to say, wait, what did you just say? 
let me look for her contact information. So we have to compel people through our messaging. But see, that's the sales piece. You kind of said it. you got to be really consistent and really concise in what you're saying so people understand who you are. So see, again, it's a little bit of mess, it's a little bit of the marketing messaging, but it's also the sales piece with the networking. So it's just fascinating how closely related um, you and my world are. And yet, how drastically different, you know, it's, it's just, it's fascinating for me when I look back and I see this, it's just fascinating. So we're out of time, but Melita, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to just end on before I share your contact info? I've just really loved this conversation. And I think we've really touched on just so many great points, but I would just really urge people to, to, it's okay to keep it simple. If it feels overwhelming, you need to take a step back and, and just, think again you know it shouldn't feel overwhelming there there is a lot to do yes and to be consistent um it it does it takes a bit of energy but if you're not enjoying it then you're not doing the right thing and trust your gut as well if someone says oh you need to be on instagram and you're just not feeling that don't even bother because people if you don't enjoy it people will feel that and you're not going to really connect with the right people and they're not going to want to take that next step with you so just if you have my permission to only do one or two things that you really love. And that is enough. <laughs> I've, you heard it here. Melina has given you permission, <laughs> but it's really, it, it's so funny when Clubhouse first came out and I was doing the rebrand and I was in the throes with COVID and I thought, oh, another platform to learn. Like, and then people were like, oh yeah, I'm on it for three hours. I thought, no, 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 no. Just don't even go down that rabbit hole. I don't care if all my people are there. I, I just can't learn another platform and put X amount of hours. I had no hours to give. So I had to really make a discerning um, decision just not to even be part of that community. And now it's died down a little bit. So my efforts maybe maybe would have paid paid off, probably not. So again, I'll never know, but I made a conscious decision and that's what Melita's talking about. It's okay to decide not to do something if it just doesn't feel right. So great, just such great advice. Listen, you guys, I know you need a little more Melita in your life please go to our website. It's melitacampbell.com. I will put it in the show notes. You don't have to worry about the spelling and then email her uh, directly at melita at melitacampbell.com. She will respond to you. Uh, There's a free gift. She has an ebook. Just tell them real quick what the ebook title is. It's six steps to more dream clients. So it really breaks down what we've talked about today and how do you achieve that? And it's very super simple and very actionable. And I will put that in the show notes as well. Also, when you get in on Melita's uh, email list, you'll find out when she's going to have the uh, membership site open, I'm going to promote it as well for her because I love what she's doing. Um, And you'll see me on the inside. I'm going to join too. So again, just Melita, uh, melitacampbell.com or Melita at melitacampbell.com. Again, the ebook will be in the show notes. Uh, Check it out. Uh, start to see if Melita is a good fit for what you're trying to create in your business. Melita, thank you again. Uh, We really went over, but just such a great conversation. I really appreciate your examples and your thoughts and the simplification. Simple works, you know, we make things too complicated. So again, thank you for letting the listener uh, off the hook, right? That we, we can say, I don't want to do that. It's okay to say that or feel that. So thank you so much for that as well. You're very welcome, Connie. Always a pleasure to see you. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that being heart-centered, being 
changing your sales game, um, changing your marketing messaging. I hope my guests and I provide some really good tip strategies, tools like the ebook that Melita is sharing uh, with us today. All of those things I really do hope help change your uh, path, um, change your thinking, whatever it is or wherever you feel stuck. I really hope that my guests and I provide tip strategies and ideas to implement. You got to implement it, guys. As soon as you implement it, you'll start getting results. It's all about the results. And that's what I want for you. Um, you've been tuning, you've been tuning into changing the sales game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I truly am honored to have you part of my community listening to the show every week. And again, I hope that you continuously find value. Um, it's my passion, um, to share great content with you and help you move the needle in whatever change that you're going through. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melita. I'll see you all next week. Have a great one.